Better listen very carefully. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Essentially, at this point, the fight is over. So you pretty much flow with the goal. Who is worthy to be trusted with the secret to limitless power? I'm ready. I'm excited. Why's that? We have an apparel sponsor, Parry Athletic. Such good gear. It's incredible. I've been enjoying it. Bro, George came through, messaged us on the Instagram, said he's been following our program for ages. He's getting stronger and more mobile. And he's got this cool gear company called Parry, and he wants to send us some stuff. And he told me that his mission was to create the best pair of training shorts ever. Yeah, he wanted something that he could lift and roll in that could accommodate thick, muscular thighs and hips. And that suits us. Speaks to us. Also, what I like is I love the colorful design. It actually looks really cool. I am the most colorful dude on the mats these days, hands down. Yeah, you get that kind of expression feel. A lot of other jiu-jitsu gear is kind of a bit boring. Yeah, it's all like grays and blacks and shit. This stuff is the color and the vibrancy. It makes you stand out. The thing that I've loved about it is just it feels good. It feels good. It looks good. And you, ladies and gentlemen, can get a discount if you go to parryathletics.com. When you go to check out, put in the code BULLETPROOF20 and you get 20% off. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Bulletproof uh, BJJ podcast. Bulletproof Mobility Seminar. Recap. Uh, I was in Melbourne on the weekend doing uh, the mobility seminars. I was at Gracie Burwood with Robbie Singh and the team. It was awesome. And then I was also at Academy Jiu-Jitsu with DC, Dave Christopher and his guys. Awesome. Great experience. Loved doing a seminar. Really positive feedback. Like people just had a good time it was really good and yeah monster seminar on the friday night we had 80 plus people robbie's gym uh gracie burwood right yes they're one of our uh like academy subscribers they are so he has his whole academy or like a large portion of them following our programs doesn't he yeah he does and he was one of the first people to support our program yes, even he was. when we had our first website yeah, fucking thank you robbie Legend. we really appreciate how and and i think here's the other thing too and i'll, I'll put that out there as Maybe he doesn't want me to say this. He paid for the seminar for his students. Wow. Yeah. He's like, I'll come cheap. No, we do not. And so he's like, no, no, I want my students to learn. And that's that's what he does. That's the kind of guy he is. And that was a video you posted. There was like 80 people there or some Uh, shit? More. It was probably like 86. But like it was 80 80 on on paper. But I ran out of sheets. (laughs) It's like I brought 90 sheets. How do I not have enough sheets? Wow. And... It's a Friday night, guys. Like, it's 7 p.m. on a Friday night. How do these people show up? The reason why they show up is really Robbie. I'd like to say it's obviously because of my star appeal. But no, he, he said, guys, I want you to do this. It'll be good for you. And they do it because he sets a great example. He was there teaching a combatives class beforehand. Wow. Like, doing the sit-ups, the push-ups, and he had the gloves on. And they, like, I was like, oh, my God, this guy is a, is a machine. Yeah. And he did the full seminar with it. His daughter was there and yeah, it was amazing. I mean, look, it was, I'll be honest, over 50 people was a little bit out of my control. So I had to get Healy, our girl Healy Hook. How lucky that she was available. Oh my God. What a, what a boss. Oh, phenomenal. She did actually Flew work. back from Texas for it. <laughs> she did. She flew in from B team, chucked on the Guernsey. Let's get mobile. And she is a, a very uh, flexible, strong human. So, and she's a PT. So it was... Very easy. I met up with her beforehand, ran her through the format and said, 
This is what we're looking for. This is what we're trying to do. She's familiar with all our kind of mobility work. So that saved, saved me wow. in terms of being able to get around. Yeah. And that, that's the thing. I, I am as in the same way that you are a little bit anti-instructionals online. I'm pretty anti-seminar. Like jujitsu seminars I don't love unless you just want to meet that person. I have gotten more out of strength and conditioning seminars because typically they'll give you something or they'll they'll want you to go away with new techniques and stuff to do so they they have ways to ensure that you don't just forget the yep. information. Yeah. And uh yeah man and then the next day followed that up at academy with um yeah just bit under 30 people and that was that was cool. It was a great vibe. On the Robbie one, did you feel like there was any less interest or engagement from the people being that they hadn't paid for it themselves? No, I think there was no. Or they were no, just as keen. People just wanted to get into it. Yeah. I mean, there was it was interesting because there was a fair few people there who weren't that familiar with our stuff, like didn't follow the podcast, didn't follow the program. Oh right. Yeah. Oh, what I podcast was, did they listen and to? And I was like, get out. Just yeah. get the fuck out. No, I was like, that's fine. Um, uh, please like and subscribe. But no, no, no. I, it, w- it was a different vibe because usually what I'll do is I get people to pair up to do the assessment portion. So I guess this is how it gets kind of different is at the start of the seminar, I get everybody to go through an assessment to work out their ranges of motion so we can identify where they suck. Now, <laughs> this isn't to make people feel self-conscious. It's like because if you don't have healthy range of motion at your wrist, uh, well, you're more likely to get a wrist or elbow injury. Same way, if you haven't got good hip mobility, you're much more likely to suffer a knee injury. And it's just bringing people's attention to these things that they just didn't even know. They're like, yeah, I'm a bit stiff. It's like, no, dude, you're, you're, you're too, a fucking mess, bro. You're two, you're two rolls away from uh, fucking reconstruction. And, and plenty of people come in with injuries and, and, and so we, we work around that. And then it's bringing people's attention to like, okay, now we've identified where your red flags are, like where your problems are. How do we fix that shit? And, and then giving people the exercises to, to do that. What would be the most common areas that you're, that you're discovering through that assessment piece? People lack thoracic extension. Right. So most people are pretty good through flexion, but you get them to try and, you know, kind of cat camel. Yeah. People very limited in their ability to extend through their neck and extend through their upper back. Yeah, right. And that tells you straight away. Thoracic for you listeners who aren't aware is kind of the sec- – it's the upper section of your spine under your neck. It's kind of between your shoulder blades. Yeah. Middle. And the, the extension is like the ability to like lift it up, like to get nice and straight through there. Posture. And for us grapplers, we typically are very flexed there. So, yeah, extension is hard. Problematic. Yeah, and that can lead to shoulder issues. So yep. plenty of our grappling fam – um, have shoulder problems like they they lack external rotation and that's not just oh your rotator cuffs are no good or your pecs are tight they're hunched how can you put your shoulder into a good position yep the other thing which is kind of the two other major things are hip internal rotation everybody sucked at that everyone I, there was only two people out of you know 120 people who were okay at that um, which is really bad for knees it's a real warning for knees. It's, uh, if you don't have internal rotation of the hip, your knee's going to cop it. And then ankles. People got shit ankles, man. Ankle range of motions. How do you describe internal rotation? So it's just over, your over audio. Well, uh, I guess uh, people who are listening might be familiar with like a knee slice or a knee cut pass, depending on sure how you so. do it. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Don't assume. When you 
uh, keeping your body one way or your hips one way and you turn your knee across, so internal, turn your hip and your knee across your own plane of path going forwards as opposed to external is like turning your knee out and your foot in. And so external rotation, most people are okay with that because that's a guard. Like we generally, if someone's done jujitsu for a while and their guard's okay, the external rotation will be decent. Almost no one works on their internal rotation. Yeah. So it's an easy one to miss. Yes. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. It's a, it is an awkward one to train. Oh, isn't it, it is. And it feels weird in the joint. It yeah, it's not, a, it's not like a stretch. It's more like a kind of, uh, I don't know, like you hit a roadblock and it's like, ooh. ooh tendon feels kind of very jointy. Yeah. Um, but what I then do the whole time, apart from tell terrible jokes uh, to keep people entertained. You tell them lots of stories? Uh, Wouldn't be a JT event without some stories. There's a little bit of stories in there, but i got to try and keep it to the time because I've had seminars blow out before, you know, like it. I can only imagine. Two-hour seminar turns into three and a half hours. It's like not... not okay, guys, let's get started. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. I'm I'm, I'm pretty good with my time management. Uh, We saved the stories for question time. We should just be couched as story time (laughs) at the end. But going, okay, you've got these problems. How do we fix them? Like what are the moves that are going to help you do this? And what's really interesting is see people struggle doing mobility and doing flexibility work. So the way I've broken it down is I will spend probably half an hour doing more active work, which we would frame as mobility, um, and use that as a warm-up. So people are like, oh, I'm sweating now. Okay, cool. Now let's do some longer hold, deeper work. And people die. Because no one stretches. Like, I would would comfortably say 90% of anyone who comes to the seminars does not stretch. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, oh, but it's uncomfortable. It's like... Yeah, and I, I do what you do, Joey. I go, that's you right there, bro. <laughs> that's you. That's what you need. That's where you're at. Yeah, and that's a, it's confronting, I think, for a lot of people because they see what I do and my flexibility is decent, and then they're like, I can't do that. It's like, that's okay. You don't have to do that, but you've got to start somewhere. Yeah. And then people are like, okay, fuck. I'm pretty fucked. What do I do now? You're like, all right. It's so easy to turn your back on to you be like, oh, this sucks. Oh, it's too hard. I can, I'm guessing at that point at the seminar, there is a slight dip in energy uh, where it's like people go on from like, yeah, this is sick, awesome, but what to be in like, oh. and you're like, have you done your second set? <laughs> oh, okay, I'll get to it. No, 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 we do it. it it's kind of, it feels a little bit aerobics-esque because I get everyone to do it together. Okay, it's nice. It's a little bit. Got the little Madonna, the little Madonna yeah, piece. I got yeah. my, my leg warmers, my Britney mic, my, my, uh, my headband. And I'm like, all right, 10 reps, let's go. But I do the classic personal trainer counting where I'm like, two more guys, the two more. <laughs> it's like, I can only count to five. I just have to do multiples of five. <laughs> but the other thing is too, what I've realized is that uh, I don't, it's not a full workout because people just can't. They've already been there for an hour, hour and a half. The energy peaks at about 90 minutes. Yeah. So you need to be able to wind it down at the end. So what you do, like two sets or something? Yeah, two sets of each. And just see how everyone's going, get a bit of feedback, everyone's cool, no one's snapped their ligaments doing this, excellent, move to the next thing. Okay. But what it does is it opens up a lot of questions because people have lots of pre-existing problems. But but no, man, I think the thing that I've taken from it is people get a lot out of it. People are like, wow, okay, it's possible. Because here's the thing that people don't understand, and I, I try and say this to everyone and people don't believe me. 
if you did this stuff every day and you just did that for a week, you would improve significantly in one week. But almost no one does that. People go, oh, I do it once a week. Well, what the fuck? It's like doing jujitsu once a week. You just know how much you suck. Like you show up, oh, I suck again. Okay, see you all next week. <laughs> That's no good. It's not how you improve. And I mean, you would even, you would even have found that yourself, Joe, with your own, because you've gone through a few mobility and flexibility journeys, right? Have Can um, we just combine them and just... I just want to for folks flexibility mobility same shit. For, yeah, yeah. In terms of explanation, true. Don't don't get too don't, don't get it confusing. twisted. I guess the reason why we frame it the way we do is, you know, even when you're doing longer hold stretches, you're still active. You're not just flopping there and not doing anything. You are drawing into the stretch. I think just probably from a visual perspective, when someone's like, "Oh, how do I identify the difference?" You're seeing someone actively move through ranges of motion versus just work into one position and get deeper there. Yeah. And so that's like... But all for, they're all forms of stretching, right? They are, they are all Actually. forms of stretching, for sure. Yeah. But, but I'm saying like when, we, when people are like, oh, what's mobility and what's flexibility? It's like, don't, don't worry too much. I guess the, the, the key thing is to make sure that we don't confuse people. So, and the other thing is like, don't get hooked up on the details. Are you doing a warm-up for jiu-jitsu? Almost everyone says no. Okay, well, you need to fucking get up on that. So that's the way I frame it. This active stuff, do this before class. Yeah. This kind of longer hold static stuff, do this afterwards. Yeah. Because what happens is, like, we all know this, right? The end of class, other than the jiu-jitsu high, there's, you know how there's, I don't know if you've seen all the memes about the runner's high? It's like... Stiller. Oh, yeah. It's Ben Stiller. Like, you got this, baby. You got this. Let's go. He's like picking up a log in the forest. He's running on the spot. And like, you get the jujitsu high. Like, you get that feeling at the end of the class. Like, woo. Yeah. I'm so good. I'm so dynamic. You know, you're on a high. But your body is also incredibly at, you know, peak temperature. It is the perfect time to stretch. As yeah. much as it's also the perfect time to talk shit about the UFC or fucking Star Wars or whatever the fuck you want to talk about post class. It did both. Yeah, do both. Like, that's the best time. And so a lot of what I feel I do when I'm talking to people about it is selling the idea of do a warm-up and, and do a cool-down. Yeah, stretch before, stretch out. Like, think, yeah. Yeah, yeah simple. Mean, yeah, it's, it's not complicated, but it's interesting that you actually have to spend two hours really getting trying to sell the value of that to people. And then afterwards, they're like, okay, I'll do it. I don't know if they actually do. But... That's that's the idea. Well, I've done the seminar, so I don't really. Well, need to I've do it graduated again, do I? now. Yeah, 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 I'm flexible now. We're basically yoga instructors. <laughs> Sweet. See you later. Um, you were going somewhere with my flexibility training? Yeah, because I mean, uh, this is something I've seen, and this is something might might be. No, it's not my kryptonite. I think thoracic extension is a bit more my kryptonite now. Head to toe. Oh yeah, Joseph. Yeah, I've seen you do it. It's. Uh, I remember just seeing it on the internet and being like, sick, fuck. That's so brutal. That's some next level business in terms of like forward fold and all of this. And people, you know, a lot of people out there struggle to touch their toes. Yeah. And you say, all right, put your head on your knees. Try and put your forehead against your big toe. Yeah. What? That's, that just sounds like too much pain to me. But you've kind you've gone down that path. Yeah. Can you, can you... Because I, I, I think, in my opinion, you are a, a mobile guy, a flexible guy. What is it to 
go that next level on that? I mean, for that, it's, um, yeah, like it sounds kind of extreme for sure. Um, for, you know, for, for listeners like leg locked out, like knee fully locked, quad engaged, and then you're pulling yourself down and you're connecting your toe to your forehead. So it's, it's a full on <laughs> Joe's, like... Joe's, Joe's leg is like a U-bent. Yeah. No, it's not, but yeah. Um, it's... Um, Ah, oh, look, it is kind of extreme in a way, but the, the process towards it is kind of like you were saying, it's pretty much a daily effort and you're just doing a fuckload of reps. It's, it's quite, it's very dynamic. Mm-hmm. You're pulsing and you do like, uh, what did we do? I think we did like three sets of 76 reps, oh, something like that. That's a lot. Yeah, every day. And then, and I just did it. And normally I can't remember what they say, but like you need to have like a, um, I think the standard for, for, for my coach at the time, Emmett Lewis was, you got to be able to have a standing toe touch of like oh like hands flat on the ground, mm. and if you're there, then you can then you can work on this protocol. Right. If you're not there, then you got to just spend more time Jefferson curls and stuff, getting the hamstrings longer, building that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think they say it takes like three to six months, but with me it was kind of quick. It was I don't know like a couple of months. Amazing. I'm just doing it most days. I didn't do it every day, and that's a very high level movement skill or demonstration. Yeah, it's a bit extreme for sure. Yeah. And that's, that's not what we're selling you guys on. But I, the reason why I wanted to bring that up is there's a lot of levels to the flexibility and mobility game, right? There's, there's some fucking levels to it. But what we want for people really is just to be healthy, yeah. to, to have healthy ranges of motion, be able to lift your arms up above your head, be able to touch your toes, be able to externally rotate your hip, internally rotate your hip. But the crazy thing is a lot of people are doing good jiu-jitsu and their mobility is terrible. Yeah. There's people out there who are brown belts and purple belts and they'll smoke you on the mat, but you try and get them to stretch their hip or their shoulder and they're like, ah. Yeah. You know, they just. Yeah. So there's a thing, like say we did a, we did some testing here with um, one of the guys in the gym, Camillo. Yes. Who's, who's got like pretty slick uh, Muay Thai. Mm. Like the guy has trained a bunch and he can fucking head kick and like, and he's, and he moves really well. Uh, if you watch him, like you watch him spar, he's like, he's quite graceful in his striking. And then I think when they did his movement screen, when he came and joined the gym, he actually underperformed in everything. His hips were tight. His lower back was tight. Oh, wow. He didn't have good rotation. But then you watch him throw a head kick and his hips look amazing and his spine rotates. And I know the same thing when um, they did the FMS with Dmitry Klokov. Yes. Right, Olympic weightlifter. And uh, he really underperformed in that. And it kind of leans towards that, like, you, you often get good at the specific thing you're doing, which is the jiu-jitsu or the Thai boxing or whatever, and you can express pretty good ranges of motion in that moment because there's a speed component or it's... The intention. Exactly. Contracting and relaxing certain muscles. Yeah, that's right. Whereas in an isolated environment when someone says, okay, like now put your leg there and hold it there or, you know, and yeah. you, you can't do it. Yeah, definitely. I, I guess the way I look at this is, you know, in, in a, like a, a pretty dispassionate way that a lot of people will say, oh, I just want to do birambolos and I want to invert and all this. And I say, okay, like you can find a way to manipulate your body to do that. But when you then get put under load that someone is sprawling on you or someone just sits out or does something dynamic, if you don't have, if you haven't practiced the range there that you actually need to be safe there, 
well, then you're going to be unsafe and it's going to turn into a problem. Yeah, if you've never been to that range. No. And so you want to, I guess what we're doing here is we're trying to buy some insurance. We're trying to buy that little bit of extra bandwidth. So uh, ultimately what was great about doing these seminars is getting to meet people, even though those people still mistake me for Joe, which is uh, disappointing. How many people mistook you? Uh, four people, three people in one seminar. Wow. Fuck, and that was Fuck the, this whole weekend. That was the small seminar. Because this big guy, uh, Wojtek, a uh, Polish guy. Right. Polish guy, and he's like, oh, you're bigger. You're bigger. Usually in videos, you have <laughs> beanie and jacket and, and a hoodie. I say, that's fucking Joe, mate. I never wear a fucking beanie. What are you... It's an air pole lack. Cordova. I was just like, bro, I know you're trying to pay me a compliment, but you just called me... J- you're the third fucking person in a row. Like, hey, everybody... Um, the seminar, it says JT, uh, yeah, just so you know, I'm JT. Joey's not here. Sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> it never goes the other way. I just, this is, galls me, probably for the rest of my life. <laughs> People will come to my funeral. <laughs> Joey's died. <laughs> I'm like, cool fam, I'm right here. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, it's a party. party. Yeah, let's go to the bar. Yeah. Fuck this guy. Um, but no, amazing to meet people in person. That is a really cool thing. The really good thing was hearing amazing stories. So there was a gentleman, um, older gentleman, man, his name escapes me. He told me a crazy story about how jiu-jitsu saved his life. And he talked about having this, like, I think it was like a three or four meter fall, like a th- almost like three-story fall. And the, as he fell, the only thing he thought was, I need to, like, break fall. I need to, I can't land on my head type thing. Now, I wouldn't think that. I'd just be like, Bleh! and probably die. But he had the presence of mind because of his jiu-jitsu training that when he fell, he broke all his ribs, broke his arm, broke his collarbone, like had to learn to walk again, but did not die because of the way he fell. Because he, he did a break fall. He did a break fall. Wow. Which is crazy. Yeah. And what is amazing about having met him, he actually moved fine. Like I expected him to be stiff because he's, you know, I think he's in his 60s and... Any, anyone that's gone through a bunch of bone breakage like that oh, usually God. has a bit of tightness. Yeah, and I didn't know he'd gone through that because he actually moved pretty decent. But he said this to me after the seminar and he said, I wasn't sure if I could come back to jiu-jitsu because of all the stuff I've been through. And he's like, doing this seminar made me realize that actually if I start doing this stuff, I can even improve on where I am now and, and, and yeah, maybe I can do this thing again. I was like, wow, dude, that's really, fuck. I was, it's just humbling moment. And he was like, thank you. And I was like, uh, thank you for being a, a total fucking legend. I was just like, wow, what a, what a nice guy. And then having people afterwards, because usually do questions at the end, aka story time. Yeah. Um, and people say, yeah, this is what I needed to, I need, I need this. I need to do this. Okay, I'm going to do it now. That's cool. Yeah, I'm guessing like, you know, we have the app and shit and you can access the stuff. But I'm guessing for a lot of people having that sort of face-to-face experience with yeah. with you is like a catalyst for them to go, all right, cool. Yeah. I can get into this shit now. And also have me mobility shame them. Oh, absolutely. Just be like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. What are you doing? Like, use your hip. What do you lift your back up? What you kick them a little bit, like low-key abuse, physical abuse. Like, yeah, oh, nice. I do jiu-jitsu, it's normal. But then also like that people get to see your ability to do something. So you demonstrate, oh, I can do it. And then they can't. They're like, oh. They're like, show us the head to toe. <laughs> Tommy can't. I'm not, not me. Joey. <laughs> God damn it. Just show us it. 
<laughs> I was going to make a point to your earlier thing about like, you know, the extreme end of, of flexibility training and like the lower end. And I, I kind of see it as a sort of timeline for folks. And the same with strength, right? Whereby the sort of the first thing we want to do is just not have that capacity be a handbrake. Yes. So for you on the mats, you just don't want your lack of flexibility to be holding you back from being able to enjoy and progress your jiu-jitsu more. That's the very first thing. And arguably folded into that too is it also means you're not going to get injured as easily. Like you've just you've got a bit more freedom to move, all of that. But then as we go further down the path, once you've achieved that, what's next? Well, you could just maintain that, <laughs> which would be awesome. And that would be arguably like with our standards, that's kind of purple belt realm. Yeah. Or if you want to keep doing it and you start to specialize a little bit more. And that's where you can go, hey, I want to do some crazy shit in the, in the gym or whatever because I'm I just want to work it. on splits. Or- that's right. And that, so that, that, that extreme end stuff is not essential, but that, that initial thing that's, in our view, that's essential. It's the most important. And, and look, I actually think it's easier. It's like people are hell-bent on jiu-jitsu because of all the great things about it. But then you say to people, oh, I want you to just do a bit of stretching. Like, oh, it's so hard though. It's like, no, it's, it's easier than jujitsu. You're like getting a black belt's harder. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> it's like you committed to that, but you can't do a bit of this. And, and so I think it's just, there's, there's like two elements there. One, people don't necessarily understand the value of it because they haven't felt that benefit of consistent stretching and flexibility work. And then two, it's also, it's just not part of their routine. Yeah. The cool thing, at least with um, both Robbie and DC and DC is a strength conditioning coach in his background. They have a gym area there. Um, they do certain amount of stretching and warm up as part of their classes. And Robbie that's bases cool. part of his warm up off what we do at Bulletproof. Mad. So that's that's really an evolution on jujitsu, isn't? That's the fucking goal for us, isn't it? Yeah. To influence on that level. And and really just just because we want we don't want people injured and we want people nice and healthy. So yeah, if we can make a gym do a. 30% better warm-up, which is going to help their students perform 30% better and 30% less chance of injury, simplifying things. Yeah. That's fucking exceptional. Yeah, and it just accumulates in a, in a lot of ways. So, mate, huge honour for me. I want to give a big shout-out to Robbie Singh and also shout-out to DC Dave Christopher. Thank you for having me. Thank you for everyone who came to the seminars. Um, if I ignored you or low-key physically assaulted you, uh, enjoy that. Um, but also you, we are accessible to you, me, JT, not Joey and Joey, um, please hit us up. Uh, if you're out there and you're interested in getting one of us for a seminar, please reach out, message us. It is something we do. It is something we'll be doing more of in, in future. And so, yeah, we can, we can spread the, spread the knowledge, spread the love. We're talking about ADCC next year. We are. And if we are doing that, we're probably going to try and line up some seminars in the States. Yeah. We'll be in Las Vegas, potentially yep. California. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll most likely be on the East coast. I'll be in Chicago before that with fam. So yeah, but it would, we would love to be able to do a seminar together and then also get to see some of our america fam so i think if you're going to be in las vegas for adcc we will be looking to line something up so if you're a gym or you you are interested to host us please reach out hit us up it'll be a good time get at us at uh, info at bulletproof from bjj.com nice peace out.